Hey everybody, it's Nick. I'm the producer here at Focus on This, and I'm back again, self-directed to pop in and talk to you about the Full Focus Kids and Full Focus Students Planners. Now, last week I was here with my son. We were talking about the planner and, you know, what he had accomplished that week. And this week was, this last week, was our first full week of school. And I have to say that it went really, really, really well. It just has been very, very helpful for him to have a planner that he can use, that he likes. He feels like he's part of something bigger. We're all using planners here at the house. And so if you're struggling or you're about to start the fall school year virtually or part in and part out, having something that you can use that's consistent to help kids track what they're supposed to be doing and to set goals is really, really going to help. So if you're listening to me right now and you got a kid and they're going to school, I just... From personal experience, I'm telling you that it's definitely at least worth trying out the Full Focus Kids and Full Focus Students Planners. So go check them out at fullfocusplanner.com. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet. So you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays with your hosts, Courtney Baker and Blake Stratton. Except there is no Courtney Baker, is there? She's gone. Hello, everyone. My name is Blake. Thank you, Verbs from the Future, for introducing me so eloquently. Ladies and gentlemen, back by popular demand, I've missed you. It's good to be in your ears once again. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, were you gone? Um, but yes, I was. I've missed I've missed uh, the last couple episodes. But I'm not totally uh, alone today, which is good. Um, I don't know what it means, actually. I don't know if I should read into this. But I wasn't here previously, and now Courtney and Verbs are both gone. So I'm connecting the dots a little bit. But uh, I'm not totally alone. I'm here with our producer, Nick. Thank goodness. You don't have to just listen to me uh, all episode long. Nick, how are you? I am good. You know, that was very astute that you figured out that they were here and now they are gone. And I want to be clear, they're, com- <laughs> they're, they're coming back. I want everyone to know that they're not gone forever. Uh, yeah. Just a lot, lot of things happening at Michael Hyatt and company. I thought that where you were headed is that you were going to accuse me of something. <laughs> oh, that's, right. That's like it I'm- was something underhanded. Yeah, I was like, okay, you guys come here first, and then you ne- you you probably haven't heard from them in days. You know, you don't know what's going on. Nick, before we get into this episode, I want to ask you a really important question, and okay. and this is right in line, I think, with with the heart of this podcast, and it's, what is your favorite kind of pizza? If I just use a toppings, it's usually some sort of like bacon pepperoni situation. Okay, so bacon pepperoni, all good. Okay. You know what kind of uh, topping I like? I, I also like bacon and pepperoni. As we round out summertime, I like a little ham and I like a little pineapple. Yeah. Was... <laughs> so basically what you're telling me is that you're looking to start fights with our listeners. That's you're looking for like <laughs> viral, you know, that's going to be like cancel Blake, you know, no to pineapple on pizza. I get no, it. No, Nick. <laughs> 
that was a callback to when Courtney and Burroughs oh, that's right. were forgot. on this episode <laughs> and they thought I wouldn't listen to them. They thought yeah. out of sight, out of mind. Well, no, there is no bigger fan of focus on this than me. So I'm yes. actually, I, I'm cramping up. I actually was thinking about it when we started the episode and then you so eloquent, like you so efficiently you lulled s- me into it that I didn't yeah, even notice I lo- it. You had no idea it was coming. Well, not the rule. Now you have to do the same thing. Oh, okay, you should explain right. it. Yeah. Okay. So for those of you that weren't listening, we, we this is, believe it or not, a podcast about focus and we will get there, I promise. But this is too important to pass up. Last episode, I was not here. My co-hosts, Verbs and Courtney, threw down the gauntlet thinking I wouldn't listen and said, you know what? We should play a game and let's just see if Blake is listening. Pineapple. If he says pineapple, then we know that he listened. And guess what? I caught it. So now it's time for me to up the ante. Um, so Verbs and Courtney, if you're listening to this right now, um, get ready because this episode's going to rock. We're going to share tips from our staff, from the brains of Michael Hyatt and Company on the Full Focus Planner. So if you use the planner and you want to hear the insider secrets, keep listening, Courtney and Verbs. And <laughs> Courtney and Verbs, this is what you should say. Um, Judd Bushler, Judd Bushler, we would bring him in the Chicago Bulls to hit a three uh, right before the close of the half. If they make reference to Judd Bushler, the reliable three-point artist of the late 90s Chicago Bulls, they get 10 extra points. Wow. That's a lot of points. In I this, know. In this. It's a lot of points. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I'm just editing the show and looking at the production calendar, and it's going to be a couple episodes before Verbs or Courtney will have had a chance to have heard the recording. So everyone give it a couple weeks, but don't say anything. Just let it happen. Okay, thanks. Nick, I'm told that you have stockpiled tips from our team, and I haven't heard these yet, so I'm as excited as anyone to hear their best practices, hacks, tips for making use of this tool we call the Full Focus Planner. That's correct. We, we surveyed the Michael Hyatt and Company people. We, we figured, hey, who best to offer tips than people who love the product and spend time with the product and talk about the product all the time? So it really, we got some nice tips for you. Hopefully, um, you know, Blake, you're giving tips all the time, but Hopefully it it gives you some ideas for things you do or good suggestions or maybe some of these are new to you. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people maybe pick up the full focus planner and they maybe feel intimidated or that maybe there's parts of it that they go, ah, this doesn't totally fit in my world or whatever the case may be. It's so encouraging, I think, to hear that there's freedom. You know, there's there's a lot of hacks, tips, just nuances that people can add to make it their own. And when you make it your own, you make it effective. I'm a big believer in that. So jot these down if you can. Um, Otherwise, hopefully, yeah, like Nick says, it sparks your inspiration. And if this is your first time listening to this podcast, focus on this. First of all, I'm sorry. I mean, gosh, (laughs) the the better hosts are not even here. Uh, But also, I think this could be a great intro episode at the same time because you're going to get a variety of perspectives on focus and productivity using this tool that we love called the Full Focus Planner. Let's start with 
a man named Jim. And let's see what, what Jim has to, has to say. Hey guys, this is Jim Kelly, Michael Hyatt's executive assistant at Michael Hyatt and Company. I'm here today to bring you one tip on how I use my planner. To start out with, I'm using the Oatmeal Pocket. This is the first quarter I am using the Pocket and have been really enjoying it thus far. I'm a minimalist and love that it doesn't take up much room in my messenger bag. My tip for you today is use your planner to log your daily wins. Use your planner to log your daily wins. I, I log my daily wins during my workday shutdown ritual. During my shutdown ritual, I will write one win for the day at the bottom of the page. This helps me end my day on a high note. It also makes my life easier when I am doing my weekly and quarterly reviews. By doing this, I don't have to think as hard on what my wins were from the past week or past quarter. I hope this tip helps you in using your planner more effectively. Jim is the consummate professional. Are you serious with that? He just ripped ease. I am Michael Hyatt's executive assistant at Michael Hyatt and Company. It just he is the best. I love Jim. He is We all such need a, a Jim. We do. I he is an executive assistant. If you don't know, we use executive assistants and they are the, the heroes of our company. They make the world go round. We wrote a book about them called World Class Assistant, or Your World Class Assistant, excuse me, which teaches you how to leverage the skills and talents abilities of someone like Jim. But I love this tip because I, I'm guilty of this where I will go through a day, and if it was a busy day, it's you're sort of left with whatever taste of, of the end of the day right? Like you, you feel like, man, I've uh, gone through this day and maybe the last thing that happened was you were in a rush, right? I'm trying to get out the door and you can feel the stress and it's almost like you take that stress with you to the rest of your day. Jim interrupts that in his brain and he writes it down. He says, you know what? There was a win today or maybe there was more than one win today. Let me take a moment and write it down. So that way I, I feel like, oh yeah, like it was a good day. I love that. Well, and of course, for people who are doing their weekly previews, that's one of the questions is, what are your big wins for the week? And I have struggled with remembering what those are. And, you know, if you knock off one of your weekly big threes, that's easy. But sometimes the coolest things that happen in a week, you don't, aren't, weren't even on those big three. So it's really helpful just to go page by page and say, what, what did I do this week? So my win for today will be, I remembered to say pineapple, for instance on this episode. That is a win. Let's go to somebody else who really, really got down to some details here. This is Adam, and he has more than one tip for you. Hello, my name is Adam Hill. Uh, my favorite planner is the Navy Classic. And my tips are the following... Number tip number one is shoot the closest snake. Sometimes you have so many things going on, you can't decide what to do. Look at your schedule and your big three. What will fall off the rails and bite you if you do not act today? Number two, money talks. Like the song says, what project for the month do you have that will make the most money for the company? Give this project priority. Let the other lower cash projects wait their turn in the schedule. But make sure you make time for the things that bring in the most revenue. Number three tip, explain your problem to someone else. When you're stuck, trying to teach the concept often helps you break the ice on your thinking. 
That was a gem. <laughs> Three gems, in fact. Uh, Adam is someone that has to deal with so many logistics. He is someone that uh, manages quite a bit um, on the product side for Michael Hyatt and company. And so hearing those tips, I'm like, man, I, I really see him uh, play those out all the time. But uh, let's clarify. Did he say we are supposed to shoot snakes? Yes, he did. He Okay, the, cool. He, shoot Got it. the closest snake. The closest snake. Yes. In this scenario, he, Adam is assuming we are mixing it up with a lot of snakes at any given moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it's a great so shoot metaphor. The, shoot the, it is so stinking good. I love it, right? It's the thi- it's those those things that you know what what's going to what how did he phrase it? It's something that's going to come back and bite you. Yeah, it's it's like a fully fledged like literary device. Yeah. <laughs> it's you really so fleshed well it out. Yeah. It really is. So, uh shoot the closest snake. I love that. You won't be able to get that out of your brain today. I'm positive. And I remember his third one was uh, to explain your problem to someone else. I need to hear that, man. Because so many times you spend so much time going around, around, around. As soon as you open your mouth and explain the problem, so often the light bulb goes off. That's great. I think that's just just a great life tool as much as it is a planner tool, huh? Yeah. The second one was to just focus on the thing that's going to make the most money. Right. So this is great. So for those of you that are struggling to create a daily big three, Perhaps I think that's where it would integrate most with the planner is just going, okay, what's on my big three or what's maybe the project that needs my attention deserves a weekly big three ranking from me today or this week. If that's an issue, it's always great to go, okay, well, which of these is really going to move the needle, you know, either towards a goal or, you know, if you're employed, guess what? Your employer is employing you because the business is trying to make some money. So what's going to move the needle the most is a great way to clarify where the priorities really lie. All right. Are you ready for Annette? Annette, yes. All right. Hi, I'm Annette Chesney, the Student Success Specialist with Platform University. My favorite planner is the Bold, especially the French Blue. And I like to do several customizations in the Daily Pages section of my planner. And one of my favorites is to use the top four or five lines of the Notes page to track focus sprints. I write the name of the task and how many minutes the sprint is going to be, and then I just set my timer and go. And when I'm done, I score myself on a scale of one to five according to how focused and on task I was. Another thing I found really helpful in the task area of each day's pages is to estimate how much time it will take to complete each of the tasks that I've listed. And then I pencil it in the schedule area like an appointment, blocking out the estimated completion time. And for me, this functions like a reality check because I have a tendency to try to defy the laws of physics. So it helps keep my planning realistic. And then as I go through the day, I just track my estimated against my actual completion time. And that's been really helpful in making me aware of the need to build in some breather points in my day to just stop and regroup and make a little space for the unexpected. So these are a couple of the ways I've found that help set up my day for the win with my planner. So maybe it'll work for you too. Genius. Do you do those things almost like, uh, I've heard it called the Pomodoro method, you know, where you have those kind of sprints of focus time? Well, I do, but, and I've referenced this on Lead to Win before, 
But my version of that is using a platform called Focusmate. Right. Uh, um, which is, you know, uh, basically a 50-minute sprint uh, where you get partnered up with somebody random, kind of. And that has been my real – you get 50 minutes on and 10 minutes off, and that's really, really – that feels like a chunk of time I can I can do. Do you do it? I do, yeah. I'll I'll just set a timer. I mean, it's just a matter of setting timers. I definitely um, am not as diligent as Annette in, in terms of rating myself – uh, but that's, that's some self next level self accountability there. And her tip on estimating the time of those tasks is so valuable. I've, I've done half of that where I will write down first, what are the, the firm appointments that I've got to be at on my calendar, on my agenda. And then I'll fill in, oh, I want to work on X, Y, and Z during noon to one slot, which is open. But she takes it to another level, which I think is genius, which is to go, how long do I think that's going to take? And I love that for two reasons. One, because she can see up front, are my eyes bigger than my calendar? But two, the other thing is, I think sometimes tasks expand to the amount of time we give them. Mm. Or in my case, I will say, oh, I, I'll, I'll ease into this task and then, you know, kind of ramp up my speed as I go a little bit. And I think to quantify, hey, this should only take me 30 minutes. You know, maybe it takes me more, right? But I think it kind of holds you to a little bit of, you know, she's got some built-in self-accountability there. Well, you know, it's interesting. You find yourself with unstructured time, you know, which I had just, you know, schedules changed throughout the day. And I literally just kind of stood here, kind of like half working because I had not accounted for what that time was going to mean. And I'm not suggesting that sometimes that's not good for you, but I would have preferred to have been more proactive in saying, oh, I have a task that's 30 minutes. I suddenly have 30 minutes. I'm going to do X, Y, Z. So I, I think it's great. And I will say, no one asked me, Blake, but I'm going to say it anyway, <laughs> that when I hear you know, Annette say stuff like she does these things, my inclination is to say, oh, I can't do that. I'm not that self-aware. I, that, I feel like that would create lots of shame if I had a... a a one to five scale and it was a one focus and all this. I mean, but I, I, what I have learned by watching the people in Michael Hyatt and company and spending time with Megan and Michael and Larry and, and you guys, it's really this idea of like, you just kind of give it a shot and see what happens and the things that stick stick and, and the things that don't don't. And I really like that idea a lot. It does scare me, but that's probably a good thing. Right. Experiment thinking is helpful when it comes to things that might be scary. So maybe you're struggling with overscheduling your days. Experiment with Annette's tip. Write down how long you think these tasks might take, put them into the agenda section, and then evaluate in your weekly preview what was working about that, what wasn't working about either that uh, method or just what you had your eyes on from uh, accomplishing tasks and scheduling perspective. Okay, our next tip comes from John. Hey, my name is John Meese, and I currently use uh, the Pocket version of the planner. For a brand new user of the Full Focus Planner, I always recommend that you focus on just doing the daily big three and using your just day pages every day just to build the habit. Uh, I made the mistake early on of when just sharing how excited I was about the planner with other people. I would show them, you know, the ideal, there's the ideal week, and there's the goals, and there's you know, streak trackers and there's calendars and there's, there's all these different things. There's rituals. 
And I could just see real quickly that uh, people got overwhelmed and decided not to use the planner just because of that. So now I only recommend people start with the day pages and um, that tends to work really well because then I say, hey, introduce the other habits as you go. Um, and I've got a lot of other people who've started using the planner on my advice. Uh, because of that, I use a little book. I don't know what you call it exactly, but it's a pen holder that attaches to the back of the planner. And then I use a Baron Fig pen uh, that is super nice, super swanky and attaches there. And uh, that's what I take with me every day. So another person on our team, I don't know if he has a, a tip, but Chad, he confessed to me once he said, you know, I had the planner for like a year and all I did was the daily pages. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and I and the truth is John's tip is so great because the perfectionists among us want to do it all right perfectly everything together all at once on the first try. And then when it doesn't work out it's ugh this is way too much. And this tool is is designed I explained it this way to someone today on a phone call. Uh, we were just talking about team training because we started doing some team training. And whenever I teach a team, this is always a, an issue of, well, how do I get started? Mm -hmm. And I compared it to taking vitamins where it's like, listen, there's probably a lot of vitamins that you should be taking that are going to help all aspects of your health, supplements and different things, right? If all you take is vitamin B, if all you take is vitamin C, it's not going to hurt you. It's going to help you. It's going to help you out a lot probably, right? And so think of it in that way. And the, and the highest value vitamin to start taking is using the daily pages and identifying a big three every day. So that's my advice whenever I train teams. And John has obviously found that to be the case as well. Do you agree, Nick? Well, I, I don't know if I've told this on this podcast or if it was some other place. But, you know, my relationship with the planner started with, um, you know, I we didn't have focus on this. So my job here was sitting next to Michael Hyatt, Megan Hyatt Miller with planners. And I didn't use the planner for like a year and a half because I was so afraid of it because uh, they were here, all these successful people. Um, and then it really took me physically inching the book, the planner closer to me over like three months. And I'm not kidding. It was like they gave me a planner it was on my shelf and then it was on my desk. And then I would look at it and then I'd put it away because I wasn't ready. And then I would do And then one night I took it to bed and like leafed through it and was like, okay, I'm not afraid of this. And there was something in the front page, I believe, that just says start with your daily page in there. And once I read that, I was like, I can do that. So for mm -hmm. me, that was like the key. And we actually just started my 11-year-old on the kid planner. We had the same experience where it was going like, we're not doing the rest of this stuff right now. We're just... Just We actually started with the weekly big three, and we're doing daily big threes, and it really, really just simplifies it. Now, I don't know about you, Blake. Did you start how – did, how did you start with the planner? I don't even know if I've ever heard this story. Yeah, so I started with the planner having been very familiar and practicing a system called Getting Things Done, David Allen, GTD is what the insiders call it. And so I was already in the practice of doing a weekly preview uh, you know, there's a, I think they call it weekly review, whatever. I was in a practice of doing that. And I was in a practice of cataloging my tasks and stuff like that every day. And so when I started using the planner, I started, uh, I had the weekly review time already in place. And I 
the daily pages was a natural bridge to get started doing it for me. But to be honest, the thing that I didn't do for the longest time was the goal setting. I mean, which seems maybe backwards and we teach it, you know, set goals and then let the weekly outcomes drive your goals. And I guess when I say I, I didn't do goal setting, it wasn't that I didn't have targets. It was just that I didn't take the time to really define those in the way that we prescribe, you know, making a smarter goal. And that took a while. But to be honest, some of my biggest wins, sleeping through the night, making making progress on what was important to me in, in life areas, even though it was a little bit hazy, I still made a lot of progress even though I hadn't identified those. And then once I started actually writing down the goals, it's it's the it's a cliche, people say it so much, but the act of writing that down and highlighting that really did make a difference for me when I was making decisions with how to use my time week to week. Now, he he mentions at the end that he uses a barren fig pen. And I don't know if people who listen to the show um, are in the Facebook group, the Full Focus Planner community on, on Facebook. But writing utensils and various accessories are a large part of what gets talked about there. And I don't, I say that with love. I love pencils. So I'm not, there's no judgment here. People love the bookmarks they use and the whatever. Do you have things like that that you're using, Blake? No. <laughs> so all that build up, like, listen. Um, maybe I should. My handwriting is embarrassing. I was so resistant no. to using the planner, not because I was not because I was intimidated by the tool, but because I just dug on it. I do not like writing anything down. If I can avoid writing and voiding paper at all, I do so. And that was my biggest hurdle with using the planner. And so I write with. I mean, I do have a favorite pen that I use, but it's no. I'm John's in another class. Uh, in most things, but even his pen game, especially, perhaps. <laughs> We're talking about writing utensils. Uh, our last call-in uh, is from somebody who is famous in these online spaces for um, his his writing utensils. So, uh, oh my! I everybody famous. We're talking. I mean, come on, internet. Facebook group famous. Okay, okay. <laughs> not actually famous. This is not Barack Obama. He's not. Okay. He's not Judd Bushler famous. Got it. No. And now that this huge buildup, I'm 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 sorry to this person. Hi everybody, Larry Wilson here, and I am one of the content creators here at Michael Hyatt and Company. And my favorite version of the planner is the classic. I love the good old original planner. I love the size and the feel. I do a lot of writing in it, so I, I like the um, the larger pages. And I use the navy blue. I just love that color. It just feels right to me. One of the things that I do that's a little bit different is that I write in the planner with a pencil. Um, I like being able to erase. Um, I like to draw sometimes in it, and I think a pencil is just easier for that. And I use uh, colored pencils too. I use them especially on the monthly calendar pages where I color code the days. So I use blue for weekends. So that stands right out to me. Any normal day when I'm in the office all day, that's green. And a travel day or some other day that's tied up and I'm not really able to do my primary work, I color code that with orange. So I can see at a glance over the next two, three weeks, how many days I'm in the office and how much time I have to get my work done. 
He is a celeb. It's true. People are talking about him. He gets stopped in the streets and they go, they, they go, are you the color coding guy? Yes, and they do. he has a strict, I don't do autographs policy. And some people don't take that that well, but I think it's important that he has that boundary, Nick. Yeah, for sure. Plus he'd have to keep a pencil sharpened all the time. Exactly. So. And then all of a sudden it's like, I'll give an autograph. Well, what color is the autograph going to be? And then it's all <laughs> that, you know, so on and so forth. It never ends. So Larry has drawn a line in the sand, so to speak. Yeah, I think it's. A, it sounds like a great idea. It's another one of those things where I've never tried it, and I, with any of these tips, this goes for you especially, Nick. But all of, all of you lovely listeners, those of you hangers on that tuned in, even though it's just me and not, uh, or I should say it's just me. No, it's okay. It's it's not just me, Nick. What a oh gosh, no. that's no 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 no. This is not. We're not making this a thing, <laughs> Nick. It's us. It was never just me. That's the lesson that I learned today. It was always it was it, it was, was always us. All us. Along. It was us all <laughs> along. <laughs> um, no, but for you listening, with any of these tips, don't knock until you try it. That's one of the biggest lessons I've learned using the planner. Even the using the planner at all was a don't knock it till you try it story. Where I was like, oh, I don't want it, someone else to give me all this structure. I want to do my own thing. Don't knock it till you try it. So I've got to try it, Larry. Um, I know you're listening to this. Maybe maybe you could point me in the direction of some colored pencils. Oh, he well, he he has favorite color colored pencils. I know that for a fact. So let me rephrase uh, that. When I say point me in the direction, I mean mail them to my house. Okay, sure. <laughs> he, he probably will. Oh. When you're into pe- uh, Larry and I are all really into pencils. When you're into pencils, you end up with too many pencils. I mean, you can't use that many pencils, <laughs> so you end up sending out a lot of pencils. This is like one hundred percent true. Literally, I have so many pencils in front of me. Now, I'm going to add one bonus tip just to throw this out there. I find that it is helpful to print out my weekly big three and put them up near me because when I'm doing daily big three, I just find that I'm not really able to try. Like, like what am I doing? Like, what am I headed towards? So that's my thing is to go... Write your week, do your weekly preview, get those big three up, and then print them out so you can see them all, you know, all day at your desk. You're just going, that's that's what's happening. I love that. That was a freebie tip. Yeah. You're welcome, Blake. <laughs> I think all these are great tips. I know I feel challenged to step up my game. If you're listening and you have already been using the planner for a while, test one of these out. Step up your game a little bit. See how the experiment changes your day-to-day work and life. And if you've never tried the planner, I would say uh, you don't have to use the planner to start getting focus in your life. Um, But these tips, I think, probably get your head thinking about, well, what could I do to optimize my productivity and my focus every day, right? And so if if you've... uh, been in need of some structure the full focus planner is great but by all means um you know i think some of these things like what you said your big three for the week just pasting that on uh your computer screen or on the wall that's a great one that anyone can use yeah you know and if you're and i just have to say if you're this deep into a podcast episode right now i mean <laughs> god love you you really you're doing something you're wanting to do something so i actually would recommend uh, there's the Full Focus Planner community on Facebook. Go there. Share your tips. 
just you know there I, the number of posts there every day is very inspiring because it it shows you that people are also succeeding and they're questioning and they're asking for feedback and it's a really supportive place so if you're this far in this episode just go there from the bottom of my heart listeners thank you for staying with us me and nick we know verbs and courtney are your favorites but you've showed us some love today and i appreciate that next week we will be back i think we'll all be back next week or at least some of us will i don't know Stay tuned and find out. That's Maybe that's the hook. <laughs> I hope you've been able to get some great tips today uh, for your own productivity in your life. Thank you for spending time with us. Thank you for spending time with me and Nick. We feel a little bit lonely without our beloved co-hosts, Verbs and Courtney, but it means a lot that you would take time out of your day and learn. So let's stay focused together this week. And next week, next Monday, we'll be coming at you again Uh, with more tips and tricks and hacks and all the awesome that goes into helping you find the focus you need. So until then, stay focused. Hey, it's Nick again, back here at the end of the show. And if you've made it this far and you have a kid or you know somebody who has kids, you got somebody in your family, might as well go check out the new Full Focus Kids and new Full Focus Students Planners. I mean, you made it this far. You got to love the full focus planner. You got to love the full focus system. Why not share that with the children who are around you? So go to fullfocusplanner.com and check it out right now.